0: you hear all the bull about marketing every day make your money in your sleep my new offer is crushing it my guru could beat up your guru it's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing with your host the founder of copychief.com kevin rogers hey welcome back to the truth about marketing it's kevin rogers and uh, Chad Collins is on the show today. Chad has an amazing story that's going to be very inspirational for you, especially if you're a parent running a business. Uh, if you are someone who dreams of breaking out of your, your day job, your, your career, uh, and, and taking on a new path, you're really going to be inspired today to hear Chad's story about how he was able to do that and the kind of business he created. So we're gonna dive right in. Chad, thanks so much for being on this call today with me.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Let's have some fun, Kevin. Yeah, this
0: would be great. So let's just start a little bit from the beginning, if you don't mind. Before we even reveal the kind of business you created, talk to me about where you you were before, because I don't think you were like in a miserable situation at your job, right?
1: But- no, yeah. I mean, I actually loved it. Um, you know, and I loved my entire career. You know, what started as engineer for Lockheed Martin, which turned into business management and sales, working with municipalities. You know, I was able to accomplish a lot of really fun stuff, work for companies that I loved contributing myself to, enjoyed the people I worked with. And at the end of the day, it, you know, I was doing a ton of travel. A lot of travel, and you know, once you start to have that family come in, and you're spending more time away than you are at home, then you start to think about, well, how can how can I flip it back the other way? Yeah. And you know, it was those thoughts that had me going. But like inside, I always felt like the entrepreneurial spirit was there, Mm -hmm. and it was just a matter of finding what that one thing was going to be to finally, you know, help me break free.
0: So it's not like you were actively looking for something or like reading, you know, every article about how to (laughs) become an entrepreneur or or it wasn't an active campaign to to make a change, but that you felt the spirit within.
1: Yeah, look, our family, like I come from a family of entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. I've seen the ups and downs of what it is to have your own business, you know, you have some really strong years and then. You know, the economy turns and you can have some downturns. And I, I witnessed that and thought to myself, I never want to be in that position. I always want to be able to have something steady for my family. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, so I was very happy you know, going to work and putting in the hours and, you know, contributing really my life to someone else's cause. I think that was okay. Mm -hmm. I justified it that way. Stability. Yeah. Yeah. Stability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. But look, a frog must jump. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
0: All right. So let's talk about the spark of inspiration and how suddenly it's like, whoa, this is a thing now. And uh, it was like not even a choice.
1: I don't think you just had to keep going with it. Yeah, we did. And it all comes down to my daughter. You know, we went to the Lego store uh, at our mall and I came home with like a container full of Lego bricks and she was seven years old at the time and we started going through them together. She got really excited. I got really excited. I was a Lego kid growing up, but really hadn't touched it uh, in some time. And she went right to YouTube. Like after we played, she went right to YouTube and just started typing in Lego, Lego reviews and started watching other people enjoy this toy and enjoy this experience of lego and she came to me and said hey dad can we create our own youtube channel hmm. and you know I'm, I'm always a yes first kind of a person like i will say yes you know <laughs> and let's just do this together hmm. so it was like a for me it was more like Let's. We could have this thing that we share, me and my daughter together. Yeah. This would be our little channel. and really didn't think anything more of it than we'll put some stuff out there into the world. Mm. And what happened was the response that we got on the second video that we posted showed me that there was more to just building ourselves and enjoying it. That there were literally thousands of other people out there that were looking at what we were doing, and commenting, and asking us for more videos which kind of opened, really blew this whole world open for us on, on how to communicate with people mm-hmm. and the fact that there was a community outside of our playroom of yeah. people that love Lego, right?
0: Yeah, which is something that probably just would not have existed a few years ago, right? And right. My, my daughter is uh, nine now, and she would be very content if the, all the TVs were removed from the house and she could just watch YouTube on a phone or an iPad or something. Yep. And it's, it's, it's really fascinating the shift that we're all, I think, kind of getting our heads around. How old are you, Chad? 38. You're 38. So yeah, I'm 45. So we pretty much grew up in the same kind of atmosphere. You probably had MTV before you became a teen. Yeah, had MTV. <laughs> but MTV happened when I was a teen, right? And it was just the, the biggest event in the world. And, uh, you know, I guess that's when the, this kind of shared idea, I just couldn't believe I was seeing the bands I heard on the radio, right? Wow, that's what they look like, right? You know, and now you can just find people doing anything that you're interested in, you know, communities. So what was it like for you to suddenly realize, wow, like we just did, my daughter asked me to, I thought, yes, this would be a great learning experience, something fun to do together. And now you've got an audience. Like, what does that do to you as a, as a dad, And just, you know, a human being walking the earth uh, in this day and age.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. So it motivate it really motivated us. I was finding myself, you know, running to Target and Toys R Us on a regular basis after work just to buy something Mm. and take it home and, you know, shoot videos together, play with it and shoot videos together and talk about it. And then like some really interesting stuff started to happen. Like we got all these parts and then we needed to store them someplace. Mm -hmm. And we needed to like have them organized. Right. And, you know, went on Amazon and bought, you know, like something that you would put your nuts and bolts in. Mm -hmm. And we did a review on that case. Just on here's how we're storing our Lego. Maybe you'll like this. Like here's a link, you know, go find it on Amazon. And what happened was we got an email from that company that we did a review on thanking us and saying, hey, what's your address? We want to send something for Jordan.
0: Hmm.
1: So like a week later, we literally got a dozen of these storage cases sent to us directly from the company. And then the week after that, the CEO of the company sent us a $50 gift card for Toys R Us so we could go buy more Lego. (laughs) Wow. Right. Wow. And, and now, now here's what's interesting. We didn't have a huge audience at that time. You know, I'm saying, you know, maybe a couple hundred subscribers mm-hmm. on YouTube, you know, n- nothing really big. But we started to see stuff like that happen. And that just, again, continued. We just wanted to see how far we could go. Or really me. I guess I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to see how far we could go. Jordan was like along for the ride. She's like, she just loved making videos. Right. Right.
0: And so, would you? What kind of effort would you put into the videos? Were they pretty raw? Or did you start to evolve into how you might edit them and putting up, you know, titles and stuff?
1: Yeah, in the beginning, I mean, if you go, you could look at it. I mean, in the beginning, literally, like her iPad leaned up against the couch, and we're just <laughs> shooting videos and talking, and like not much editing. And then toward the end, it was like you know, intro theme song <laughs> on screen. We got better equipment. So the production quality improved over time and, you know, this is learning like learning how to do video, but it was fun.
0: That's great. Awesome. All right. So now let's bring back to the context of when does it become apparent to you that this could be a revenue model?
1: When YouTube says, Hey, do you want to monetize this Mm. video? This video is performing well. Do you want to monetize it? Now, back when we started, it wasn't the case where you could launch a channel and then the next day have your videos monetized. Mm-hmm. So it, you needed to have some history and some performance before YouTube would kind of allow that. And what year is this? 20 it was the end of 2013. Okay. So no, and- or 2012, maybe 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like toward the end of 2012, that, that starts happening. So that's when like, you know, we're creating pennies every day. But then it's like, well, all right, so we're creating a couple of pennies on this handful of videos. What if this scales up? What does that look like? And then I head to the Internet and I start researching what, you know, how you build an audience on YouTube and how you can create more of a of a revenue stream that's just kind of happening, you know, while you're out doing your daily life, your go your day job. You have this revenue stream coming in. Yes. So, so yes. Passive so, income, the, the magic phrase. Yeah. You got it. So, yeah, and, and that I found Pat. Pat Flynn was the first website that I went to, All you know, about mm. passive income, Interesting. you know, naturally. Yeah. Uh, and that, and then I got an iPhone and then it was like I started listening to podcasts and now every day, an hour to work, an hour back, my head is getting filled with all this knowledge. <laughs> oh, right? yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So now you're starting to see, you know, you have the thing that most people strive to create, which is interest. <laughs> you, you have product and it's like pretty easy to create and fun to create, right? And that's the dream. So I uh, love that you sort of accidentally stumbled upon the thing that most people s- struggle their whole careers sometimes as entrepreneurs to create.
1: Yeah. You know, look, I had a passion for Lego always. And it was nice that, that this project was able to like rekindle that for us, and then turn it into a revenue stream, and like with the YouTube, the most we ever made on YouTube in a month, and I know it's going to sound like a lot for most people, but you know we were up to like fifteen hundred dollars a month on mm-hmm. on YouTube, um, and you know you have better, you have some good months yeah. and some bad months depending, and that was like. That was, like, pretty cool. Yeah, for right? having fun and you're going, wow, God, there's the, the car payments or,
0: you know, wh- whatever it is. It's, like, free stuff.
1: Yeah, and it, for us, it was, like, cool. Well, now we could use this money to go buy Lego. Like, I don't have to come out of pocket for the Lego.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is probably a write-off if I play it right.
1: Yeah, so, exactly.
0: Okay, now this is, gets really interesting. Already it's, like, wow, I'm sure, you know, very inspiring if you're listening. And you you, you hear all the time, just follow your passion do something you're passionate about and you'll wake up every day and you'll never feel like work Uh and just, you know, an easier theory than a thing to actually accomplish. So it's really inspiring when we hear that it it can unfold that way. If you just sort of let it happen and react. And, you know, I want to point out that it started as you, I love what you said. I'm, I'm a yes man first. Right. And, you know, your daughter asked you something that it'd be easy to find reasons not to do and you said yeah let's try it that'll be fun Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot like lego themselves it's just like you just immersed in it and had a good time and that became the vehicle right i I love that so now let's talk about (laughs) how this thing grew and what it is now it's just mind-blowing
1: right well we wanted to begin to create some exclusive content and so now like I'll fast forward, you know, the channel now has uh, over about 12 million total video views. Wow. And that's for like 500 videos that we put up over a few years. Wow. Wow. And we wanted to create content that you couldn't get in o- on other channels. Like anyone can go to the Lego store or Target and buy a Lego set and open it up on YouTube. Yeah. But we felt like we wanted to go to an event. And show people that, all right, there's this whole community on YouTube that's all about Lego. But there are also these places that you can gather and meet each other in person. And I thought being from the Philadelphia area, well, it's the fifth biggest market in the United States. There has to be a Lego event locally, right? Go to the Google and try and find one. And there's nothing like even close. Like The closest Lego event was several states away. Mm. So that's when like the in the shower moment happens where it's, well, if there isn't one here and there's all this demand for it, why not? Let's go for it. Let's create our own convention. Wow. And and so we started. And through the growth of our YouTube channel, and you hear this all the time, like give first, like give, 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 produce all this content. So we're just naturally putting it out there. We're making contacts with Lego who are inviting us to toy fair to video all of their sets before they come out to like build more excitement for when they finally do come out. So we have a, we have a relationship with Lego. We have a relationship with all of these third party vendors that sell like Lego theme merchandise because they're sending us stuff to review. So when the idea came to create our own event, we already had this backlog of people that we could call and say, if we had an event, would you participate? And it was just like, yes, 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 yes. So <laughs> that's when I knew like, all right, cool. Like we have something here. It has legs and let's just keep moving forward. Interesting. So
0: again, you, so now you saw a need because it was instinctively what you wanted as an evolution into this, you know, journey. Yep. And then you said, why not us? Why not us create it? But that doesn't mean it wasn't, must've been a, an epic task to, to pull. How big was the first one?
1: Yeah, the <laughs> the first one, You know, we started, we found a room that was uh, 20,000 square feet and we thought that would be great. And we went and put tickets on sale, did some creative promotions and we moved like 5,000 tickets in the first weekend. And we quickly went back to the venue and said, Hey, you have a, you had a bigger room. (laughs) Uh, and we were able to upgrade to a bigger room. So that first event Now, we got a lot of help here from the Lego movie. It was also the same year the Lego movie came out, so we had that big bump, and it was just Lego mania happening. Yeah. So the first event we had, over 24,000 people over two weeks.
0: Wow. Holy smokes. How do you even step up to that? Because it just must be so many facets of an event that size that you can't know until you're faced with it. Oh. Security, insurance, logistics. Like, how do you move people through it, you know?
1: All of that. Hey, ignorance is bliss. <laughs>
0: right, yeah.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, we had to learn all that. We had to figure it out. So like I want to back up for like one second. Oh, like yeah. you said, you know, the whole follow your passion and, and everything like that. And you, you hear it all the time, but it's great. You can follow your passion, but you also have to be able to get your hands dirty. You got to be able to execute. And you got to have confidence in yourself that you're going to be able to execute. And one thing, uh, like I'll tell you, this whole – Going to work for someone else and working with Fortune 500 companies and startups gave me the confidence that I would be able to produce something at this scale and really believe in your own skill set that that you can pull it off. I mean, from contract negotiations to hiring, you know, subcontractors to do your decorating, your security, right? You know, food service, stuff like that. Yeah. There are there are a lot of moving parts, but if you have an implementation process that you're comfortable with that you use, then it really doesn't matter what the task is. You know, it it doesn't matter at all what the task is. If you have a, a very disciplined process and you're able to follow it, then you're able to implement anything. Yeah.
0: So is that where the engineering background probably served you pretty well?
1: Yeah, I think so you know it was, it was engineering so like look as a lego kid right i became an engineer right yeah. and and when i say engineer it was more in, in a technical sense so it was it was managing you know networks having computers talk to each other
0: right
1: and it was that and i just became you know a decent implementer uh, i was able to see what the end result of a project should look like and then be able to say all right if this is the end of the project what are all the tasks that need to happen Right. Before we get there and just lay them out on a, on a calendar and you have to do it. Like you have to calendarize everything. Yeah. And, and then just, you know, just methodically go through task by task by task. Yeah. It's
0: a, it's a great lesson for any marketing or even copywriting. I, I always talk cause I have a background in standup comedy and I say, you know, when you know the punchline, it's a lot easier to write the joke.
1: <laughs> well, <it's laughs> same concept.
0: Yeah. Your, your options are kind of unlimited how you get into it. Right. But, If you don't know the punchline, you can wander around forever. So I'm I'm curious, Chad, you're making these videos and, you know, 12 million uh, views. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here you are with your young daughter. Did it ever did it ever get weird or did you ever have apprehensions about having her on on video like this?
1: That's an excellent question. And it's a conversation that we had together as a family. Yeah. Where it was, you know, this is happening. There's notoriety you know, we do our events now. She still gets recognized at an event, you know, like she'll have people wanting to take selfies with her. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, Carrie, my wife was all for it. You know, she's like, yeah, you know, it's, it was fine with her. It was fine with Jordan and, and it was okay with us. It was okay with me. So we kept going. So, you know, it really, no, it never got weird. If anything, it was like the opposite. Hmm. It was, it's been a lot of fun. and, We've had, she's had some really wild stuff happen. My daughter, I mean, Time for Kids reached out and they came to an event and did a story on her. And mm-hmm. her classmates were doing homework assignments on her. Wow. <laughs> right. Huh. Because, like, Time for Kids is national and they, they use it as, um, you know, curriculum in some classes. And, yeah, there's wow. there's there's my daughter on the <laughs> on like the homepage. That's crazy. Now, is
0: it? So that wasn't strange for her either. I mean, she I met, you, you know, uh, you and your wife and you guys are just so laid back and cool and in the moment. So I, I gather she's the same and just goes with the flow. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a great team. It's good to have someone that kind of, well, I mean, you know, someone that gets you, someone that gets it. And yeah. and it's like, all right, let's see where this takes us. And we, we ride it out together
0: amazing and and to just close this loop on that we started about going from you know happily employed enjoying that stability to now having to make this leap and mm-hmm. go this is thing is too big to ignore and it's going to take all my my energy so what how did that moment go down
1: that moment oh that was a great moment so we had planned so tickets were selling selling well for our very first event and i had planned to leave in march so our event our first event was happening in april so the plan was to leave in in march and then after that event we'd be able to just focus on this full time the ticket sales were strong and then we knew we were going to start putting up other shows we knew we were going to start to expand this you know why just do one show when you can virtually do in you know unlimited number of shows if you you play your cards right yeah and so we knew that that was the plan and i'm driving in to work listening to my podcast and you know the texts start coming in about you know projects that we have you know that we have going on and you know by that time it's like you already you're already able to like replace the income that you've been making yeah so that wasn't the hold up anymore it was just you know you want to you know you want to finish up you want to tie up all your loose ends before you, before you go. But it was, it was, you know, an in the moment kind of conversation where these text messages are coming in. And I, I called my wife and said, I think I'm going to go in and when I get to the office, I'm going to give my notice. And, uh, that was December. And she said, well, I thought it was going to be March. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, it's going to be today. And, and, you know, she said, as long as, you know, you, you know, you're saying that, You know, nothing too much is going to change for us from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Then, then go ahead. So that day, I went in and gave my notice, and you know, hung around for a few more weeks, and we we've been doing this ever since. Wow, incredible! And what year was that? That was the end of 2013. Wow. So yeah, because our first event was April 2014. So yeah, that was end of
0: 2013. Yeah. Incredible! What an amazing story! And now it's become such a, such a cool thing. Well, we got to talk about, uh, you know, brick swag in the unboxing. Uh, so, but, uh, well, let's just go into it now since, cause All I want right. I'm dying to get to the essential question. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, but, um, I just want to talk about this aspect of it because you surprised me and sent me one of your, your boxes and I unboxed it. Uh, I didn't even know that that was a a, a part of it, you know, that people made videos of themselves unboxing it. It's Mm -hmm. interesting that that's such an instinctive thing to do because it's so exciting to get a box and kind of not know what's in there. Right. And it's just instinctive to share that experience. So I opened the box on a hangout with my copy chief community Mm -hmm. and we had a great time looking at everything in there. And so, you know, talk to me about the, the, box, aspect i think because also that's a, a another thing that people have entrepreneurial fantasies about oh i could create a, a killer box you know and it's like logistically what really goes into that so so talk about that for a little bit
1: yeah there's a box for everything now right
0: yeah um i got me coming every month you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just sign i think my wife is getting me that for, oh for man, you're gonna
0: love them uh, you know it sounds weird to say but you can wear them for two days. You won't even notice that you've been wearing them for two days. That, that's probably not the best ad I could give them or endorsement. But that's to me, the the, the that
1: was the hidden bonus.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm not taking these off and they feel clean. So I'm good.
1: <laughs> so, so the way, so Brickswag is uh, our monthly membership for Lego fans. Like we call it the Lego lifestyle box. Mm. So every month, we're sending out an exclusive lego themed t shirt you saw there was a magazine in there, yeah. uh, some Lego building kits, trading cards, and some other some other surprises that we put in every month and you know the way that came about look we we saw what was happening with with online and all these different like comic boxes that were out there, and there wasn't anything that was like specifically like brick or lego themed so the concept sat around for a while and and finally we said, All right, let's let's test this. Let's go for it. And luckily for us, we have our own shows and we can be our own merchant. We can set up our own vendor booth at our own show. So we tested it at one of our shows and it performed really well. And that was kind of our indication that, you know, maybe we should we should focus on it and build it out like its own business and really, you know, put a put a little more effort into it. And and we've done that. So we've We've had BricksWide going for a little over a year now, and we're really hoping that this holiday season is, is, you know, when it starts to take off and, you know, maybe double or even triple the number of members that we have.
0: Yeah. And uh, it, what a cool gift to, to give because it you know, literally is the gift that we keep on giving.
1: <laughs> yeah. yep, every month.
0: And, and you know, I, it's funny. I, I one time had this brilliant idea. About as a Christmas gift, I gave somebody like a a beer club, right? Yeah, perfect. and yeah, like years uh, or months later, I said, "Hey, man, you, uh, how are you enjoying the beer?" And he goes, "Well, I gotta tell you, uh, you know, it's, a, it's it's a wonderful thought. It's really nice of you." He goes, "But I don't have my mail delivered to the house. I go pick it up." He goes, "So it started out a nice surprise, and now I curse you as I carry, you know, like four <laughs> six packs." From <laughs> and he lives in San Francisco, so it wasn't just like he has to walk to his car, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so but that's why a box is a much better uh option if you're considering this. But uh, so w- I'm interested to, and then people love to, uh, like I did, f- you know, video themselves opening the box and then share that. So there's a, you got everybody needs to go to brickswag.com and watch the video. Of uh, kids and adults uh, unboxing their their brick swag, it's really awesome to watch, and that's the exact feeling you'll have when you get this um, uh, box. And so I'm, I'm curious, Chad, like, where is brick swag in you know as a as a revenue earner uh, mm-hmm. in, in the big in the scale of your business now compared to say the events?
1: Well, the events we're doing like ten to twelve shows a year. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Brickswag is probably in the twenty percent of of the in the grand scheme of things, about twenty percent revenue. Yeah. Now that's right now, but we're look, we're talking now. It's the first week of November, and this is like these next six weeks are the weeks where we're really thinking that it can pick up. So if we, I think if we had this conversation two months from now, right, it might be a different picture because I think a lot of it depends on. How well it performs and how well we can promote it this holiday season.
0: Yeah. And what it, again, what a fun thing to do is like fill a box of happiness for people and have it, you know, sort of automatically go out and you're just like dropping happy bombs all over the world.
1: Yeah. Well, so I see it, I see it the same way. I mean, there's like the three key words we throw around a lot here are inspire, educate, and entertain. Mm. So we know we do that at our shows. And we thought, well, what if we could. Take all of that and put it in a box every month, and inspire, educate, and entertain in, in the box. And that's why, like, the, so the, a lot of boxes that go out there, the magazine is like the throwaway item. You know, it's yeah. like a couple of pages of like nonsense. But we pack ours with you know interviews from yeah you know from people that have built some really amazing stuff. We have building tips and tutorials in there. So we show you that you could build other stuff with the with the Lego that you already have at home that's like sitting in the bin, Mm -hmm. and we're saying, look, you got all that Lego sitting in a bin. You know, why don't you try building something with this technique? Um, So you know, we try and educate a bit, you know, with some of our some of the written parts of yeah.
0: I noticed that that I I thought that was a really engaging part of the box. You you know, you have a review in here of the Wally set. Yep. uh, You and this is the type of stuff that Lego. Enthusiast geek on, right? It's like, ah, you're speaking my language. I care about this. Such a huge engagement tool. And talk to me about the cards. That was really fascinating to me, these trading cards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, funky fake cards. Oh, man. That was like so fun to put together. And look, it's a combination between like Lego minifigures and Garbage Pail Kid cards. So that was the whole idea is like, can we come up with some really creative names and give them little personalities and work with artists? So the fun part about that is like every month they look a little bit different. And that's because we work with different artists almost every month. Oh, wow. And we're able to, and we kind of let the artists like go crazy with it. So we'll just say, here's the name and here's like the characters theme. And then the artist comes back with some work and, you know, usually we love it and we put it on the card and it's in the box the next month.
0: Wow. So that makes it a, a true collector's item because they're never the same. It's never going to be like, ah, you know, Chuck steak looks a lot like, uh, you know, Wandering Willie from, 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 <laughs> from four, four months ago. They're getting lazy over there. It's <laughs> going to be a true collector's item. And so is the idea that people will kind of, you know, trade these through mail or, or at events? You're like,
1: right. Yeah, I mean, right now the idea is that they're just going to have them like yeah. everyone gets the same ones every single month, the way it is right now. Yeah, and we want to get to a point where we can run off a couple of hundred different ones at a time and actually package them up so they're just not loose in the box. So then it would truly be you know randomized; you don't know which ones you are going to get, and they would be tradable. Um, but uh, the way it stands now, you depending on when you sign in, uh, when you sign up, like you are going to get the same ones every single month. And the only ones you're going to be missing are the ones that were in the prior month's boxes that you don't have access to.
0: Yeah. So that's great. So it's, it's a personal experience for everyone. Yep. So cool. So cool. All right, Chad, let's get to the big epic question. I'm excited because you, you didn't tell me what it is, but you did tell me it's it's <laughs> it's yeah, something that it. just happened. So uh, here it is. What is the one thing you've done in your marketing that's produced the most surprising result?
1: All right. And it has to do with Brickswag, so I'm glad we were just talking about it. So with Brickswag, we launched and we had three membership options. We had a monthly plan, a three-month plan, and a six-month plan. And we ran for an entire year with those three options. And then we started getting emails from some of our members and really from people that didn't become members yet. And they said, Do you have is there a way where we could just sign up for a year? like all at one time. Like I don't want to have to have my credit card like rerun every three months or every six months. I just want to pay for a year in advance. And we didn't have that option available. So we just went through our relaunch of the website and we thought, well, if we're going to like redo the whole website, we might as well include this one year option. And interestingly, what we did is we, we took the old six month price And we increased it, so we made that more expensive. And we took the, we created an annual plan and we just used like the same pricing that we had for six months, but now, you know, like $20 a month, but that gets you the whole year. And we had some uh, email drops go out Mm -hmm. uh, last week. And 30% of all new members chose the annual plan. Wow. And I was shocked. I had, you know, I did not see that coming and it made me realize, man, if we would have had this option, yeah. if we would have had this option like a year ago, yeah. it would have really changed like the top line revenue mm-hmm. for the last 12 months. I imagine now 30% of all your customers are, are giving you, are paying for the whole year up front. Yeah. You know, it really, it starts to change things. And, you know, we would have been probably able to invest more into marketing and it probably would have grown a bit faster. Right. So, so that was pretty shocking to me and it was a great surprise. And now, you know, it's something that we can, we can count on. So when we are figuring out how we're going to market it for the, for the remainder of the year. Yeah. Our, our average, you know, our average take per new membership just, just increased significantly. That's awesome. So
0: cool. And yeah. I noticed that and so many things you could test within that, right? Uh, Like there's a free exclusive tea when you sign up for the year. Yep. Uh, So that's, you could play with premium, different premiums. Really cool. Wow. I tell you, as somebody who has a membership uh, community and does not currently offer an annual plan, I'm super excited. (laughs) And And that's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's that
1: whole, um, you know, it's the whole, there's always a, portion of your community that is willing to pay up for additional service or additional access right yeah and you know you hear these things all the time and we're just starting to play with it oh i'll tell you what there's another thing that that recently surprised me and this has to do with our events we only ever sold like one ticket option for our event Mm. so it was you know whatever between we charge between fifteen and twenty-two dollars a ticket to come in, depending on where we are. So, but, th- but that was it. So, fifteen or twenty-two dollars, and you could come in. And we said, well, what if we created a VIP experience? And we threw in some, you know, merchandise and maybe a private tour of the event, and you didn't have to wait in a line. You could just get right in. We'll send you a lanyard ahead of time, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like eight percent. Like we just we just ran that, and like eight percent of the people. Purchase the VIP experience for 75 bucks, right? Wow. Instead of 15. Wow. So, so that was like, you know, look, there's, if there's, if you have an audience, if you're already out there and you're putting out products or services, create that, create that exclusive tier, like create that next level up, yeah. um, provide some more value. And there's a portion of your audience guaranteed. that's going to take, take you up on it.
0: Yeah. And I love the idea here because it's, again, this is all happening so organically, with you in this experience and you're just, you know, responding to to the opportunities and what people are asking for. And, you know, it's an important distinction here. It's not about what can I get away with charging, right? Like that's the mindset I think that locks people down a little bit. It's about understanding, wow, this would be, I love that you have, it says sweet (laughs) on the one year (laughs) offer because that's exactly the reaction, Right. To, you right. know, to that or, or a VIP experience, you're like, awesome, even better. So that's a huge takeaway is like, don't assume there aren't people out there who would be really thankful for the opportunity to pay a little more and have an exclusive experience. It feels good. You know, it's it's great when, you know, a concert comes to town or something and you go, you know what, I'm going to let's go all out and make this an experience to remember forever. It's all relative. Like you said, Chad, there's people out there, you know, with the means and who value the experience and will be really thankful for you for creating it
1: for them. There's no doubt. No doubt. And it, it's good. Like we didn't know, like for the VIP experience, like we didn't you – know, we had no idea if people would take take us up on it. Mm-hmm. And the, it's just like what you said. You know, There are people that want – for us, it's, you know, we have a kids event and the kids bring their parents. So – For us, it's the parents wanting to provide the best experience for their child. And they're saying, now we're going to have all this exclusive access and we're going to get this exclusive merchandise. And they just want to, you know, have like the most enjoyable time they can. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So cool. Wow. Uh, And so Lego is cool with this. Yeah. They're not like uptight about, you know, you using their their name or I mean, obviously you're not like stealing their their trademark or anything, but. They've been. They've been. Sounds like a pretty cool partner.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there clearly there are rules. Uh, we'll be the first to tell you that, you know, we we draft the largest toy company in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the number one from a revenue standpoint uh, toy company in the world. They have a rabid fan base, wow. and what we're doing is we're providing that fan base with something that they can't get necessarily from Lego directly in in the markets that that we have our shows at. Or with this membership club that we have. So when we go out and we say we're BrickFest Live, it's we're BrickFest Live, a Lego fan event or a Lego convention or a Lego experience. We never use their intellectual property. Of course, that would be a violation. Mm-hmm. But we are able to say that it's a celebration of, of Lego. And, and we're able to run our events that way. So yeah, it's an independent production. And we're, we're thrilled. Yeah, we're, We love it.
0: Yeah. So if they were cool to you when it was like starting out now that it's grown into this, I mean, they you' flying you around on private jets to come <laughs> hang out at Necker Island with them or how's that working?
1: You would think, right? No. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, yeah. So the first event we did, you know, they, they had people there. You know, they did a presentation during our private days and our public days. And, and since then, we've had meetings with them at their U.S. headquarter. Uh, we haven't been to Denmark yet, but we would love to get to Denmark and, and hang out with the folks over there. But, you know, interestingly, like they have their own tour as well. So they license, like we get all like legally, they, they license their IP to a couple of different companies that do entertainment type things. So Legoland yeah. and the Lego Hotels and the Lego Land Discovery Center's a company called Merlin Entertainment has the IP for that. And okay. the Merlin Entertainment also has like Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. It's like the same company. Right. Okay. Cool. And then, um, and they have another company. What's it was called LME. I think it's called like Buzzfeed or something like that now. But they do an event called a Lego Kids Fest, which is, you know, official Lego IP. And they do six or seven shows per year, you know, that bounce from different city to city all over the country. So, I think if you talk to those companies, they wouldn't be as keen on on us because in in that instance, there is a slight competitive thing happening, yeah, but for the most part anything that Lego has ever told us directly is any place where we do a show, there's an uptick in Lego sales not only in the stores that are there but also online yeah which is which is really interesting, yeah, yeah,
0: that's great, okay, so uh I know my final question, uh, right. but I want to quickly just have you talk about the Young Innovators Fair, because I think that's a super cool project. Oh, yeah.
1: Thank you. The Young Innovators Fair is a K through 12 like science and tech event. So if you have children and they're in school, you might be hearing these buzzwords like STEM and STEAM come up, right? It stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. And there have been a couple of events in our area. And typically, they happen at a high school or um, an elementary school where you go from room to room. And in each room, there's a little science experiment that you do with the kids. And then you kind of go to the next room and you do another experiment or hear a talk about something. And there are other events where, you know, they'll have like a girls night, like a girls STEM night. And they'll bring in these speakers to come talk at a, like at an auditorium. And the children sit in the seat and they listen to these speakers that are achieving, uh, really highly achieving in their fields, and really that and that's all that has existed so far mm. in this. For from an event standpoint, it was you go and have someone talk at you, or you can go and you can experience you know these little science experiments, you know, in these little classroom style evening activities. And I was preparing to do another event. Actually, uh, I have a business partner, Gabe Young. And we were working on this football event. We wanted to do an event for fantasy football. And he had just come back from one of these engineering nights and said, you know, maybe we should think about doing a an event that was like STEM focused, but on a large scale. And literally two weeks later, we had canceled the football event and sure. put all of our effort into this Young Innovators Fair. So now, you know, the event is happening January 2nd and 3rd, 2016, and we have you know, massive giants like Google, Pixar, Khan Academy. We have local museums like the Academy of Natural Sciences and the Philadelphia Franklin Institute. Uh, Organizations like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, working with Ronald McDonald House Charities, and independent, you know, independent speakers, you know, over 100 different content partners that are either going to be exhibiting or speaking and inspiring our youth. And, yeah, that event potentially could be bigger than any of the Brickfest events that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's not an event that we can tour with. It's a one shot deal uh, that we'll do annually. But uh, you know, the theme of what we're trying to create are, we said it before are events that children are dragging their parents around from place to place in the event. Yeah. Right. It's not a comic con or a maker fair where they're generally for adults and they're bringing their kids and showing them, This is, you know, your children are going to see something and they're going to be dragging you across the room because they want to experience something that they see. Yeah. Wow, awesome.
0: So exciting, man. Uh, Really cool. And so that is at uh, younginnovatorsfair.com. Your list of sponsors is staggering. It's a dream list. I mean, anybody putting on an event would go, man, if I could have five of these, I'd feel like we really created something here. And it's a result of not only your your savvy, but you're just you know your your friction free. I think mindset to all of this, Chad, is really really admirable.
1: Oh, thank. You. I like that friction free. Yeah, I talk talk about that a lot. Friction. There needs to be talk about the word frictionless a lot. Friction. I like that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like
0: that's it's kind of our our gig, right? Is is if we want to have a lifestyle that we enjoy. It's not so much about the passion is one thing, but then how do we remove the friction of celebrating that passion and then sort of getting paid for it and having other people, you know, immerse in it with us. Uh, So cool. So I'll tell you a a funny little story. And uh, your daughter, uh, Jordan, is how old now?
1: Jordan will be 11 next month.
0: Okay. So my daughter is nine. And this year for Halloween, she uh, dressed as... Mary Kay Ash, from from Mary Kay Cosmetics, and she didn't do it to be funny. She did it because she's obsessed with Mary Kay Ash. Wow! (laughs) And this is just out of nowhere. Uh, She saw her. There was a a recycled book fair at her school, and there was a biography of Mary Kay Ash, and she saw her picture, and she said, "What a beautiful woman!" And for whatever reason, became obsessed. And for me, as a dad and an entrepreneur, that, that is such a great gift because it, like, opens the door to celebrate so many cool things that I want to discuss with her and inspire her about, right? You know, obviously entrepreneur, entrepreneurialism and selling and why selling is a great thing and it's an art form and, and you know, this amazing, powerful woman who accomplished all these things. And so I'm curious – with Jordan being 11 and you guys have together created a a major thing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, What, what is her reality of it and how have you seen it inspire her and maybe how you think that might manifest as, as she a total entrepreneur now or, you know, like what's been the inspiration from her point of view so far?
1: This is so much fun to talk about. So at our events, let's just back up. So, at our events, she gets up on stage. Like we have this, we have trivia at each of our events where we you do Lego trivia and give away prizes. Mm-hmm. But she is like the warm up act. So <laughs> she gets up there and she has half of the room say brick and the other half say fest, and then together say live. And she'll get up on stage and just rock it for like five minutes. Mm. And it, so, so that in and of itself. So like she knows that the only reason this is happening is because I asked my dad if he would make a YouTube video with me, right? <laughs> she knows that cold yeah. and she'll tell anyone that wants to listen. <laughs> and so when she gets up there, she just automatically has that confidence like uh, like I put myself here, mm. right? I'm here because I helped create this. I was the inspiration behind this. Um, and she knows that and it's 100% true it has bled over into her achieving at school being on student council at school hmm. leading coming up with cheers and leading her assemblies in cheers at school and and now we we she's now getting speaking gigs so <laughs> we're like on sunday we're going and speaking at a women in engineering conference wow uh, and you know they wanted you know us to come and talk about young innovators fair And, you know, they heard the story with Jordan and, you know, thought, well, wouldn't it be great if you and your daughter came and presented together to all of these women that are going to be in the room? Wow. Right. Um, She's been interviewed on local radio stations, on TV here. It's just been. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. So she gets it. And when you ask, you know, do you see a little entrepreneur in her? I don't I don't know. I hope so. Like, I really hope so. I mean, she'll tell anyone that, you know, I just, I want to work for my dad or I want to do what my dad does. She says that, but she, I think is going to have the confidence, you know, to kind of write her own ticket Yeah. Um, and hopefully be able to figure that out. And knowing that she has a support system now in place that, you know, will support her ideas and we'll give her tips and pointers and, and, you know, hopefully have her, you know, achieve the dreams that she has. Doesn't necessarily have to be this. Doesn't have to be Brickfest Live. Doesn't right. have to be Young Innovators Fair. Right. It could be something that she comes up with on her own.
0: Awesome, uh, I love it, Chad. You know, uh, just uh, super glad that we met and are becoming friends. And huge fan of everything you're doing and, and how easy you're letting it be. I know, I know, it's not easy. It's a, it's a ton of work. And I, you know, I look at logistically at what you've created, and I just go like just any one aspect of it, it would be really daunting. But you do it all in stride. You do it all with a smile and with passion. And to me, like that's as ins- inspiring as what you've created.
1: Oh, Thanks for saying that, Kevin.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, really appreciate your time being on the show. I know this is going to be wicked inspiring to a lot of people. And so I just want to remind everybody, please visit BrickSwag.com. You got to go watch the video there. Check out YoungInnovatorsFair.com. You know, if you're a parent – and looking to help inspire your child and, uh, about you know, topics they may have an interest in or be totally passionate about or think they're not interested in, uh, come to Young Innovators Fair and, and just look at the beautiful way the information is laid out here, and I bet you'll find some new ways to, to engage with your, your child about this stuff. So uh, thanks again for being on, Chad. Let's do it again, okay?
1: I'd love to, anytime. Anytime.
0: All right. Talk soon, man. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing Podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com. And I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.